Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brant Bernard, Mike Molina, and the Rehack Master, Ralph Toy Basham, MD. Oh, Rehack, I like it. We'll find out what Rehack's all about right after this Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Brian. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Why are you running like hell? Uh, I don't know. After our last guest and uh, all the news and stuff going on in the world, I feel like running like hell. James, o- yeah, well, I understand. James O'Keefe's a good uh, does a good job. He takes a lot of heat for what he does, though, man. Yes, he does. I wonder. He takes tons of heat. I meant I, w- I did want to ask him. Does he? Do you think he he fears physical violence? Oh, I'm sure he does. Absolutely. People, like I said, I, I just can't believe the, the glee that people take from other people's suffering. Yeah. It just amazes me. Yeah, the, and just, the, oh, I'm so happy that you're suffering. And what? the z- zeal that they seem to express, you know. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, 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 they're just overjoyed that you're suffering. Okay, well, you know. Uh, how you doing with the Bitcoin? Are you guys still just uh, loaded up like there's no tomorrow? <laughs> Josh was uh, Josh, my son was trading a, a Bitcoin a, a, a few weeks ago when he was knocking around here, and we, I was just sort of chuckling to myself. No, he, he did. He didn't Bitcoin. have a huge position. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. 
Bitcoin has been taking a beating in recent days along with more traditional investments. The cryptocurrency, which has been sliding downhill since peaking above 19,000 in December, dipped below 6,000 early today for the first time since October, though it later recovered to 6,500, Bloomberg reports. Other cryptocurrencies have also fallen, wiping a total, oh God, wiping a total of more than $500 billion off their market value so far this year. They knew it was coming. Uh, half a trillion dollars. I think this might kill Bitcoin. Yeah. It's hard to say, yeah, though. It should kill it. Well, the problem is there are so many alternatives, and none of them have experienced a crash like this. So are people going to go to those thinking that they're going to be more stable, which they aren't? But yeah, yeah, I the, think people might do that. The whole idea uh, behind the Bitcoin or the uh, cryptocurrencies is that there's no inflation associated with them unless other right. Bitcoins come into the market. And that's kind of their inflationary pressure that they're going to get. But Bitcoin itself, you only get so many coins, that's it. Um, and it never get more or less. I, I really think the thing that's going to drive this is, uh, you know, graft in the world uh, and uh, just uh, continued ongoing illegal or anonymous uh, transactions. People don't want to know that you bought this plane, so they're going to use Bitcoin as an anonymous trade. Yeah, I suppose that is true. Now, how many different types of cryptocurrency are there? Because I have no idea. Dozens, if not hundreds. Dozens, if it's, not hundreds. Yeah, you can start a new cryptocurrency in a day if you want. And what do you start with? Just a new key? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That's it? It does not take a whole lot. Huh. My God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's see. List of cryptocurrencies. Well, they now list them as Ponzi schemes, so that can't be too good for your legal record. There are, okay, there's 1,384 of them. <laughs> Hundreds, yeah. yeah. The market is ruined. Yeah. 1,384. That, yeah, that kind of glut is just, yeah, it's... Not good. The concept is, yeah, it's over, I think. It's, yeah. well, I mean, like... Imagine if you could just start your own new version of the dollar anytime you wanted. Right, exactly. It would ruin the economy, and there's a reason you can't do that. Mm, yeah, no, it's true. So, so cryptocurrency, bitcoins are going away. I would not doubt it. Oh, I mean, they're always going to exist, I think, as a way for people to buy drugs and such online. No, that's true. But... But but then you're going to have, to have some outlet for those bitcoin. I mean, if you you, you can use it for uh, uh, buying drugs or by doing illicit transactions, but at some point you need Ooh. to transfer that into into other kinds of things, into real cash, gold, some sort of thing. So you need some sort of external expression of it. You know, but you're, well, I figure. I mean, like you know, I've got a hundred bitcoins or whatever. Um, I buy drugs with them. That person now has a hundred. That person can now buy drugs with them, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, um, some- it's just there's no real need for backing as long as the cycle keeps going. As long right. as as long as people keep seeing them as the thing that you buy stuff with, there's no real need for them to have actual value. But but at, at, at the end of the road, the the guy, the kingpin. The head of the drug cartel, he wants his cash. He wants his Lamborghini. You know, maybe he can use the Bitcoin, but you see, he has to be able to use the Bitcoin uh, to get his Lamborghini, yeah. get his apartment building, uh, launder that uh, well, cash. Maybe the Lamborghini dealership owner uh, we'll has a Bitcoin. proclivity for yeah. buying drugs online with Bitcoin. <laughs> there exactly. you go. That, that's what you need. So you're going to so yeah, you may still have yeah. an economy for it. I, who knows? Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it would basically be a closed economy. It doesn't have anything to do with. Any real-life currency, no real value, and yet 
It's it's it acts as a medium for exchange rather than a currency, as it were. But also tax free exchange. Yes, because it's and anonymous. That's, that's the part where I think that very soon the government is going to say no more, you know, tax free yeah. cryptocurrency exchanges, uh, and then that is what's going to kill cryptocurrency. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. A New Hampshire woman found out she was the winner of a $559.7 million Powerball grand prize drawn on January 6th. Did then you she... just find that out? Did I? Yeah, through the email. No. <laughs> was that, that one of your emails? Huh? Oh, you mean yeah, that email? That email. Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about Mrs. Sue Reed. No, there was the other one, um, the London lottery or something like yeah, that. The UK, the UK Yahoo <laughs> lottery. Opens yeah. attachments or something like yeah, that. The UK Yahoo lottery, yeah. that's what it was called. Yeah, when so, you, hey, maybe it was real. And, and uh, Tom, when you answer those emails and you get that big piece of change, you know, think of your friends. Think of others. Think of yeah, others. Yeah, absolutely. No question. <laughs> oh, I did Google the um, Mrs. Whatever one. Um, if you just Google a, a, a um, idiosyncratic sentence, you're going to get a whole bunch of people who have posted it online asking if it's a scam. Oh, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and the full message... Uh, She mentions, it's too long to read, but she mentions that the way that she found you was via your country's guest book. My <laughs> country's guest book? Yes, the American guest book oh, with all well, the Americans in it. The very famous American guest book. <laughs> Welcome to America. Found. Okay. Yeah, for, exactly. For listeners this hour, at the beginning of the show, two hours ago, I read a couple of emails that I got. One from Sir John Moore, M-O-R-E. And another one from Miss uh, Miss Sue Reed. Now she's the one who found my name in America's Guest Book. Now what is America's Guest Book? What's that supposed to be? I don't think it really exists. What well, doesn't really exist? Just, I think it's a book? mistranslation or something. These things are usually from Russia or China or Africa. Yeah, it's one very of the three. Go so Google Translate. So what, what else did you find on that? Well, just a big sob story about how you know I never had children and my mom's dead and you know et cetera et cetera. So basically, the scam here is they'll send you a check that you deposit into your bank, and then you send them some of that money via wire, and then a couple days later, your bank finds out that it wasn't a real check. You, the money goes away, except for the fact that you've already wired some of it, which you're now on the hook for. Oh. Yes. Other if anyone that. ever asks you to deposit money and then immediately wire them some, it's probably a scam. Yeah, let's not do that. Wouldn't they have all your banking information then anyway? Well, they can't do anything with that, really. I suppose not. A New Hampshire woman found out she was the winner of a $559.7 million Powerball grand prize drawn on January 6th. Then she made a huge mistake. Following instructions on the state lottery website, she signed the back of the ticket, which seemed like a no-brainer. But according to her lawyer, Stephen Gordon, the woman had hoped to collect her winnings anonymously, allowing her to set up a charity to maintain her privacy and the freedom to walk into a grocery store or attend public events without being known or targeted as the winner of a half a billion dollars. Per the union leader, this is possible under New Hampshire's right-to-know law. Lottery winnings can be awarded to a trust if the name of the trust appears on the winning ticket reports NPR. As a woman's name appears instead, it is to be released when the winnings are claimed. For this reason, Gordon's law firm warned the winner not to sign a name on the ticket just two days after the draw. It becomes public and you lost the option of staying anonymous. Attorney William Shaheen said on the firm's website, the post went on to explain uh, a 2016 Powerball winner was able to collect $487 million through a trust Shaheen created called the Robin Egg 2016 Nominee Trust. 
Gordon says uh, he has since asked lottery officials if his client's name could be whited out from the ticket, but was told this would invalidate the ticket for a loss of the winnings. While we respect the player's desire to remain anonymous, state statutes and lottery rules clearly dictate protocols, a lottery rep says. The woman whose ticket was sold in Merrimack is now seeking a court order to allow anonymous collection before the prize expires in 11 months. She doesn't want anyone knowing that she won a half a billion dollars, and I can certainly understand that. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't either. Can you imagine if people found out you had that much money, how they would annoy you into the grave? Hmm. People now, and has it always been that way? The people yes. will do anything for money. Oh, yeah. There's Shakespeare stories where you know, phonies come out of the woodwork when anyone gets some money or power. Well, why don't you just, just m- move? They'll find you. But who? who's <laughs> going to find you? Move. You know, like siblings or old friends or who you thought were friends, you know, colleagues. But hmm. A lot of people, as soon as they recognize your name, they're going to see if they can get a piece. No. Ooh, I like this. I like this, ladies and gentlemen. A few comments. Uh, Wall Street is a Ponzi scheme. Uh, we can say that about some banks, too. The big money said buy at the top of the bubble. Now is saying sell at the bottom of the bubble. Don't listen to this. These guys wanted to kill Bitcoin to get in cheap because they know it's going higher. <laughs> so that had an argument that argued with itself. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. When the only value something has is that it could grow. Yeah. Then, yeah, you're just going to hold on to the fact that it's going to grow. 24 hours a day, because what else do you have? I just, but I don't really understand how you can argue with yourself about a point that you made. Denial? Mm, Yeah, I guess it must be flat-out denial. I, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I just don't understand, and I will never understand uh, as long as I live. That people say something and then argue with themselves about what they just said. (laughs) Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> that sounds like something that happened in a bar after you've had a few too many lineys. Well, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I also don't understand why everybody's going after this woman uh, at Doritos. Read the room, Doritos, read the room. If you didn't know, Doritos is owned by PepsiCo, and the CEO is a woman named Indra Nuyi. But even though she's a lady, apparently she hasn't heard that stuff like this really doesn't fly these days. She was just interviewed on a podcast, and she revealed that there are, no, there are plans for a new line of Doritos for women. And basically, they're less crunchy, they've got less cheese powder, and they come in bags that will easily fit into a purse. Well, no woman I know really likes Doritos. So. Well, that's an interesting argument. Yeah, maybe there's something to that. Uh, women don't like to crunch too loudly in public, and they don't lick their fingers generously, and they don't like to pour little broken pieces into their mouth, but women love to carry a snack in their purse. Yeah. The reaction on Twitter has been about as sarcastic as you'd expect. One person wrote, quote, has anyone at Doritos ever met a lady? Well, the CEO, so. Yeah. And another person wrote, Doritos, we've been through an- enough this year. But if you're uh, looking forward to small bags of modified Doritos that you can eat demurely, unfortunately, we don't know when they might come out. Why are they going after this woman for saying what she said? Twitter is just... Twitter is almost entirely uh, perpetually offended children who are just looking for a reason to be upset. I don't really see what she said was so offensive. What is so offensive about that? Twitter. They're literally offended by anything. Yeah, I suppose it is true. They're offended by the fact she's trying to make a buck for the company? It makes no sense. Yeah. 
that makes that she's trying to make money for the company. What is, the, yeah? And she, look, I I think it's probably true. First of all, I don't have a dog in this fight because I can't stand Doritos. I don't like I like chips. They're okay in small doses. I I, I like chips, but I don't like all this fluffy, puffy stuff come on on the chip. Get that crap off of there. And, and look right? at and also look at the list of ingredients. I don't think there's a product that has oh. more ingredients in it than Doritos, flavored Doritos. Period. You might be right. Uh, Andy, I want to run this by you and Doctor Basham. Oh. Oh, you definitely have to answer this for me, okay? She, hmm. What? That's not even what she said. So there's another thing Twitter likes to do is. Uh, oh, what did she say? That Twitter loves to misinterpret things to make themselves feel more offended. So, um, basically, she she did say that you know women don't like to lick their fingers and so forth. Right. Right. But they're not making lady Doritos. That's not real. Well, so they accused her of doing something she's not going to do. Yep, that's Twitter for See, you. This is what I'm saying. Why can't they just tell the truth on social media? Twitter is probably the single most horrible place on earth in terms of human behavior. Other than maybe Facebook. Well, yeah, very similar. Very similar. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Okay, this is a question I wanted to ask. Uh, well, Mike, obviously you can pipe in and I can pipe in. But uh, Doc and Andy, you need to tell me how close this guy came to death. Okay? This guy probably has a point to a certain degree, but his personal accountability might be lacking a bit. 56-year-old Nick Mitchell lives in northern England. And he wants to ban energy drinks like Red Bull and Monster because they almost killed him. Yeah, it's everyone else's fault. Yeah, okay. so Ruin it for everyone else. You're a moron. He wants to ban Red Bull and Monster, okay? Mm-hmm. He was pounding energy drinks while running a karaoke night at a club a while back. He ended up overdosing on caffeine. Uh, it happened a while ago, but now he's speaking out about it. In six hours, how many Red Bulls and Monsters did he drink? Oh, man. Six hours. 
Mm, 20. 30. 25. He drank more than 25 energy drinks, and his brain started bleeding. Now, is Yikes. that true? Oh, yeah, your, right. blood, your blood pressure right. goes up. Yeah. Yeah, your, his blood pressure, he might have had an aneurysm. His brain started bleeding. He ended up in the hospital with a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. Suffered three mini-strokes over the next week. Jesus. And still has minor speech problems because of it. Well, how about don't drink 25 Red Bulls? That's not a bad bit of advice. Well, I can tell you, let's see, so the lethal dose of caffeine is around 200 milligrams per kilogram. And so this guy probably weighs, what, around 90 kilograms? Uh, it's about 200 pounds. Yeah, yeah. so that's about right. So that would be 18,000 18, milligrams. Now, how much is in a Red Bull? 18,000 milligrams? And after, after you calculate that, why don't we also look into what is the LD50 for glucose or sugar? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's a lot. Let's see, 1,100, I mean, 111 milligrams in a Red Bull times 25. Okay. So he drank 2,700 milligrams of caffeine. So he drank about a sixth of the lethal dose. I, I don't know if that's the lethal dose or the LD50, though. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's enough because to physiologically change you. And if you have any kind of uh, f- a lack of functional reserve in your blood vessels in your brain, or there's a, you, know, there's, you have a little bit of a problem with a couple of blood vessels, like an aneurysm, you just pointed out, yeah. you know, your, bre- your pressure goes up, you get a little bit, you bleed, and you bleed around your brain, and it messes with you pretty bad. Yeah, I'm it just saying. Like, and if many. he had, um, if he had hypertension to begin with, yeah, oh, and sure. if he was, you know, jumping around and screaming on stage, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got the heart rate up. Oh yeah. And then if, if he also, you know, if he, and if he was there any illicit drugs involved? Was there nicotine involved? Uh, I mean, the thousand, I mean, yeah. on and on and on. So, but still. Well, now wait a minute. Nick says he's worried someone else might do the same thing, especially teenagers. So he thinks all energy drinks should be banned because they're a public health hazard as bad as drugs. Hmm. Well, I mean, you can kill yourself on anything if you really you work know, at try it. hard enough. How about ban alcohol? It's a lot easier to kill yourself on alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remem- or remember- someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember the woman uh, about five, six, seven years ago, something like that, out in Seattle? Hold your wee for a week. Hold your wee for a week. She died from dr- over-drinking water. Yep. Drinking too much water killed her. It dilutes so. your electrolytes and your nerves can't communicate anymore. Because God. electrical signals can't go through pure water. Yeah, well, that's right. And your muscles don't work anymore. You just on and on and on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so she probably crazy. suffocated. Oh man, from drinking water. Yep. How so, much water would you have to drink for that to happen? She, I think she drank. Well, I can find out. I'll read read this because somebody wrote a joke about this and sent it to me. <laughs> A man suffered a brain hemorrhage after he drank 25 energy drinks in six hours. He's okay now, but for the 10 days after he did it, he kept getting mistaken for Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) See, now that's cold. Poor Gronk. Gronk gets his house robbed while he's at the Super Bowl. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, while he's at the Super Bowl, somebody robbed his house because they knew he wasn't home. (laughs) Nice crowd you hang out with. I mean, it had to be somebody he knows. Yeah. Right? I guess. Unless he broke a window and broke. Oh, man. What a. Yeah, yeah I suppose you never know. I guess. I, but, but they had to know he wasn't home. What, but, that wasn't just a coincidence. Yeah. What, or they, they were I mean, able to turn the alarm system off. I, yeah. I mean, that, my. 
right. Doesn't well, make a lot of sense. Then you got these two morons, or however many morons from Philly, who took seats from the U.S. Bank Stadium. They took them? At least three yeah. of them. I don't know how the hell they yep. got them out of there. Well, did you see the one? There, there's video of one guy. <laughs> And he's got his coat draped over it, but you can see the seat anyway. And there's a security guy standing right next to him. Oh. So I don't really understand. How did you let him get away with that? You could see the seat yeah, under his jacket. It's a purple seat. He did. Oh, <laughs> took the seat. Man, you talk about it. maybe they should consider not having, uh, not allowing those uh, Philadelphia fans back yeah. for a Super Bowl. They started dismantling the stadium. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. She drank two gallons over three hours. Two gallons over three hours killed her? Apparently. Really? Why would uh, that? She, that's not that much water. No. no. She was small. Yeah, but she must have been doing something else, wasn't it? She, was she on some cleanse or some such thing that you know, she was yeah, working I don't on? Know. That does. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people drink that much water. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, that's a lot, but she must have, something else must have, must have been wacky. She might have been hypokalemic yeah, before to that. Kill her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you, yeah. That's probably what it she was. Had. Probably hypokalemia or hyper or hyponatremia. Yeah. Although that's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah, but Ooh, hy- I just go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I just saw something. Go ahead and go ahead and finish conversation because somebody's ex took a shot at him during the Super Bowl. Whoops. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw this. Tom Brady has five Super Bowl wins, but he seemed to pout after losing Super Bowl 52. The Internet is calling him out not for not congratulating Nick Foles after the game. Foles later admitted he hadn't heard from Brady. Weirdly, Brady was seen congratulating other members of the Eagles, including rookie uh, Derek Barnett, who raved about the interaction with the media. One person did have nice things to say about Foles, though. Brady's ex, Bridget Moynihan. <laughs> Among other things, she tweeted, quote, Nick Foles is having an amazing game. (laughs) I tell you what, man, that is one good-looking woman. He has a child. uh, Brady has a child with her, doesn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've got a child. She's on uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah, she's Aaron Reagan. She's the the Aaron Reagan, right, exactly. But he also caught heat because uh, she was pregnant, and he just dumped her and went on to Giselle right away, right around Christmas. That's what I understand. And right around Christmas time, too. Yep. Oh, God. The city of Philadelphia will host a Super Bowl championship parade on Thursday, and Philadelphia schools will be closed to give students, quote, the chance to witness history. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, they, they should keep them in school to keep them out of the riots. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, seriously, I really re- I wish they wouldn't do that. And I don't understand why destroying your city is a good response to winning the Super Bowl or the World Series or the Stanley Cup. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, what, what's the trophy for the NBA? I don't even know anymore. The Timberwolves suck so badly and have for so long. They're they're pretty decent now, but they've been horrible for 30 years. It was great, though, because after the game, there was no worry about Philly fans you know, destroying the streets of Minneapolis because it was negative 10 out. <laughs> right, exactly. They were too cold. Too cold. Yeah, you know, it, it, it works. Several Eagles players plan to skip the White House visit, assuming President Trump invites the team. Wide receiver Torrey Smith, defensive end Chris Long, that's Howie Long's son, and safety Malcolm Jenkins have all said they will not attend. Also, LeGarrette Blount won't go, didn't go last year when he was on the Patriots. Uh, yeah, so who cares? You don't want to go, then don't go. Why do you care? 
Uh, it's, right? it's a, that's a huge slap to the president. Oh, it's, it's just you're offending the president and the flag and in America. Yeah, you're not going to go. Okay, don't go. You know, you don't really want to yeah, care who? to have a nice party and uh, just you know have an experience. Uh, don't go. Yeah, why would he possibly care? Right? That's right. Nobody why cares. Why would the president possibly care if you didn't come? First of all, if you showed me pictures of Tory Smith, Chris Long, and Malcolm, Jen- Malcolm Jenkins, I couldn't pick them out of a crowd. He <laughs> couldn't find Waldo. Last year on the Patriots. Who cares? That's right. Uh, you're not going to go, then don't go. Who cares? Oh, I'm not going to go because he's a president. He's, shut up. Here's what I like. Chris Long, honky, uh, Howie Long's son, uh, here's a guy, oh, I'm going to protest. Your father's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yeah, you've been suffering your whole life, haven't you, Chris? It's been, it's been horrible. Uh, you've got a lot to protest growing up uh, the son of a multi, multi, multi millionaire. That, that whole thing. Although he is a football player, so he can't be very smart. Think about it. It's closed. How do those professional athletes get so angry with me when I tell everybody that 90% of professional athletes are idiots? <laughs> they don't like that well, at all when I say that. I'm telling you, the closed head injuries take their toll. It, they do. Yeah, they it's do. True. You, you start you start getting closed head injuries. You know, if you're somebody like you're in Pennsylvania, you're in Texas, you're in Oklahoma, where they have these programs that start when they're five years old. That's when it starts. And man, you cannot take yeah. you know, and it, you're falling down, bumping that helmet, boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. it, it adds exactly. up. I do love this story. Some Eagles fans in Minneapolis who didn't have tickets to the game were looking for a place to watch it, and they stumbled across a place called the Eagle Bolt Bar. Oh. Uh, the problem, <laughs> problem is the Eagle Bars, for some reason, uh, a lot of gay bars are named the Eagle Bar. The yeah. Eagle Bolt Bar is a gay bar. Yeah. They were showing the game, though, so a lot of people stayed to watch the game. For sure. Yes. Yeah, why not? Who cares? Well, at least, at least there, you, you won't get. You're in a gay bar. You won't get beat up there. You know, they they're not a violent group. I mean, the fellows would love you yeah. there. So what? You think everybody'd have a good time? Yeah. You know, and well, just, just here's like, something I found out just now. What's that? So you know they do the Wonderlick test for the NFL. Yeah. Um, uh, the average person in general scores a 24. Yes. The average football player scores a 20. So they are, on average, not as smart as the average person. They're not. But but quarterbacks are smarter. Yes, they are. They have a 26. Yeah, they are smarter than the average person. So, I mean, I guess it depends on the position. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. What the hell was his name again for the Minnesota oh, Vikings? Yeah. What was it? Dante Culpepper. The guy with like a I believe five he scored or like, something? A, like a six. I think he's on the way. I'm not kidding you. Dante Culpepper, I think he scored like a six or a nine or something like that. He, oh, let's see. Oh, what about Morris Claiborne from Dallas? Morris, what, he had like a minus two? <laughs> Dante's was an 18, which is still pretty Can bad. But Look up uh, Morris you know. Claiborne. Because I remember him, it was about six years ago. He had one of the lowest. I think he has the lowest ever. And we have Gronkowski? He has the <laughs> Yeah, Gronkowski. Look him up. He scored a four. Who? <laughs> Morris Claiborne. A four? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and according to the Wonderlic tests, like the official uh, people who made it, a uh, score of ten means you're literate. So Morris is not four. Literate. A four. Or at least he wasn't at the time. And I don't believe that Dante Culpepper scored an eighteen either. Sorry, no? uh, he's not literate. No way. 
<laughs> Here's a guy who made a suit out of dollar bills to wear. Okay, so yeah, pretty cool guy. <laughs> he scored a four. Apparently, what, so what is the lowest of all time? Is that the lowest of all time? I think it is. <laughs> it's gotta be. Who'd he play for? Uh, um, Dallas or Dallas drafted him. I don't know where he is. Dallas now. drafted yeah. him, but he, he was never... an LSU cornerback at the time. Did he ever play for Dallas? Oh yeah, he was a first round pick. I... Mm. Oh, I don't even remember him. Is he? Is he's not still with him? Is he? No, I don't think so. I don't think he. I, he might be. I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention to that stuff the way. When I was in my twenties, I knew every player at every position on every team. When I was in like the, my mid twenties, but I got. I don't have time. I have a job now that I have to pay attention to, so I don't have time to do that kind of thing. Marino only scored a sixteen. Oh, doesn't surprise me. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> laces out, Dan. Laces out. A four. Mm, yeah. <laughs> See, so now how can how can they argue with me when I say the professional athletes are morons? Not all of them, but about ninety. On average, yeah. On average, on yes. Let's just say on average, professional athletes are idiots. I mean, they just are. Mo just learns in a different way. He's a visual learner, so yeah, confirmed for illiterate. <laughs> confirmed. He's a visual learner. Means he's an idiot. Yeah, he's a visual learner because he can't read. <laughs> oh, what a horrible, what a horrible thing we're doing here. Oh wow, cognitive ability has a negative relationship with performance for tight ends and defensive backs. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. We'll be right back. Great guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763 763- Three 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 seven three three seven. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skill players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. By the way, you'll be happy to know that uh, Mr. Claiborne is uh, now playing for the New York Jets. Yep. 
He's a cornerback. He's a cornerback for the New York Jets. He's been around for five years, so he still uh, can find his way to the stadium, apparently. So that's a good thing, don't you think? Assuming he doesn't just live there. (laughs) They just put him up at the stadium. You know, it's complex as some of these offenses and defenses are. I mean, is there a task that simple that they don't have to understand the complexity of the playbook? I don't know. Well, yeah, the coach just says, you know, you stand here and then you run at that guy. And, you know, that's all they need to know. I guess that's true. Don't let that guy uh, get away from you, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, a I mean, dog can figure that one out. You know what? Good for him because somebody figured it out for him. If he couldn't figure it out for himself, stay in football, man. Yeah, really. Uh, because it's going to be a tough road to hoe if you ever get out of football. Yeah, it would be a problem. I would imagine. Uh, let me know when Mr. Lahiji is ready to go. Sounds like they're on the phone. Yeah, it sounds like Mike's talking to him on the phone right now. Over 100 combat missions, 24 years as a Green Beret, the legend of a soldier who served America in every war since Vietnam. He also happens to be the first Muslim Green Beret. Full Rattle Battle. I love, I love, that's a great book title, Full Rattle Battle. That works for me. So you think it's Changiz Lahiji? Uh, I think so. It sounds Indian, and I'm not super familiar with... Uh Indian pronunciation, mm-hmm. but that's what I would guess. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I could probably find so. out. Maybe he was born in American, pronounces it Chang is. Yeah, it could be. Probably not, though. Probably not. Hmm. In 1980, training Mujahideen in Afghanistan and Pakistan to fight against the Soviet invasion. 1983, in Beirut, Lebanon, his training as a combat medic was vital in helping the injured. At the U.S. Embassy, after there, after a suicide car bomb killed 83 and wounded hundreds. Still in Lebanon, he worked with uh, Christian militia. They're fighting Hezbollah terrorists, part of the 5th Group Special Forces that made initial assault during the invasion of Grenada. Jesus, he's been everywhere fighting for the United States. Well, 78 was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. You're absolutely right. So we do have uh, Changzi Lahidi. Changzi Lahidi. Is it Lahidi or Chang- Lahidi? No, Lahidi. Changiz. I Chang'e, thought it was Changiz. Changiz Lahiji. My son said his Perfect. name is Changiz Lahiji. You got it. Lahiji. You got it. You got it. You got it. Way to go, you Andy. You got it, sir. I figured Good. it out. <laughs> I, already, I always tell my son Andy, Changiz, I always tell my son Andy, get it right when I'm talking to a Green Beret. <laughs> you're talking to a Green <laughs> Beret, <laughs> come and uh, knock you out. I love no, your story. No, no. What a story you have. Thank I don't you, love sir. your story. I'm a lover, no, not fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, Changiz. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I I would like to sit back and just listen. Full rattle battle over 100 combat missions, 24 years as a Green Beret. The legend of a soldier who served America in every war since Vietnam, who also happens to be the first Muslim Green Beret. I'm going to sit back yes, and listen. Sir. I want to hear your story right from you, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you very much for inviting me. Appreciate it. Uh, like I told everybody, I'm an American by heart, not by birth. I'm proud of it. Could you just uh, get on national television and tell all these people to shut up and just behave? <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Uh, I get so tired of everyone just hating one another for no reason. I, we're all oh, in this together. Me. There's only one or That's true. That's true. I'm with you 100%. How did this happen, Chinese? <clears throat> well, as you know, I'm born in Iran, capital city of Tehran. And uh, I tried to come to America when I was very early age, seven, eight years old or 15 years old. 
I couldn't get out. I have to serve the country military first as a rule. And I didn't have enough mm-hmm. money to come over. So I served my country. Then I uh, uh, came to America, to California. My brothers and, uh, and uncles were here. So I started working oh, okay. gas station in San Jose, California. And, and uh, after a couple of years, I said, no, this is not, this is not for me. Because I'm going to live here, I'm going to serve the country, so nobody can tell me why I came here. This is my dream. So I'm a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Because I was in the Iran uh, elite unit for Shah, I decided to be Green Beret Ranger. So in 1977, sign up, and the guy, I, my recruiter, I still remember, nice guy, uh, Sergeant First Class Thompson. Uh, I said, I want to be a Ranger Green Beret. I said, you sure? You can't make it. I said, well, try me. <laughs> so, nice guy, Why nice guy. So, long story short, I made it. I went to t- training, and uh, uh, very hard training, very hard training. Are you hearing me now, please? Oh, God, yes, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm just fascinated by Good. your story. So, so when, Thank so you, sir. When, when the Shah fell is when you wanted to come to America? Yes. Well, it, be, 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 actually, Shaw was there, and I was oh, exactly, you're right, you're absolutely right, yes, absolutely, I was scared to wait that long, longer. To be honest with you, I went to a counselor with my dad, uncle, told him, uh, I want to go, I'll go Vietnam, fight, I said, he said, you can go Vietnam, I said, why not, you have to be a citizen. Said, Are you kidding me? You have to be, you kill the communists, you got to be a citizen? I don't think so. <laughs> so, so, so... <laughs> So I just walk out, and after a week, I got my uh, my uncle, my dad helped me get my visa. Like I told you, I came down and enjoyed the uh, Army, U.S. Army Green Beret Ranger. I went to training. I went to a lot of lot of hard times, sir. Uh, people uh, put me down. Uh, they were jealous, prejudiced about me. So I just uh, smiled. Sure. My my goal, my my weapon is, if people don't like you, I I just smile. Or I say, hey, I'll buy you beer. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's true. You get to drink alcohol in America. You couldn't drink alcohol oh, in Iran, could you? That's right. The real one. That's, beer is my favorite drink. I do it. Still, I do it. Still, I'm the old man, but I do it. So this is the first. Whatever question you have after this, I'd be glad to answer you. And uh, Yes, Chengiz, uh, how many languages do you speak? I speak fluently Farsi, fluently Dari, and I used to be fluently Arabic because I went to DLI. I uh, took a language course, but since uh, I was spoken for 15, 20 years, I can get by. And I get by by Spanish, you, too. I, I had a lot of friends for Brad. Spanish? Uh, yes, sir. From uh, really? So you speak Portugal, English, uh, Spanish? I, That's amazing. Yes. But my English is not great. I, I, I can't say I speak it. I can bubble, you know. I don't know. You speak it pretty clearly to me. I can understand every word you're saying. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, it is true. Uh, how did you achieve what you... So basically, people showed you dislike or hatred. You smiled in their face. Yes. How did you... Yes, sir. Who gave you the strength? Your mother and father? Who gave you the strength that you have, Changis? be honest with you, my dad and my mom and myself and God. I believe God. The best Excellent. friend I have in child life is God. He listened to me. He dragged me. And... I, I believe Jesus, too, in my heart. Then mm-hmm. uh, two things I don't talk about that much, religion and politics. And you know it better than I do. 
<laughs> well, religion, if, if you have a deep faith in God, you know which religion you like and which makes you. Chengiz, yeah, here's, here's my you. We just talked about this earlier on the show, is the fact that That's if, right, if being having faith in God makes you happy, it makes me happy yes, for you. Yes, That's sir. a wonderful Thank thing, yes, Chengiz. Thank you. Yes, sir. God. Yes, sir. You're amazing. So I went You're to, like I said, I, I just smiled to the guy who didn't like me. I went to training. I accomplished every, most of them. And sometimes I went to school twice because I couldn't make it first time. But uh, let me clear this. We got a lot of couple guys, uh, email, friend of mine and my. I am first Green Beret Iranian Muslim in America. I spent 24 years Special Forces, correct? It's not the first one done that much, but I was first, I'm the first one that spent 20 years straight in the A-team of ODA, Operation Detachment Alpha. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, they're making mistakes, or everybody can spend 30 years. No, those guys, when the special forces, especially officers, they spent two years, three years in the A-team. Rest of the time, they spent in the office. Oh, they were in yeah, the field. Yes, sir. I right. spent 27 years after retired altogether in the field, and I love it. Well, you love being in the and field. I, how many times in, in your life, Chengiz, how many times in your life as a United States Green Beret, Special Forces, how many times do you think you were going to lose your life on any specific day? Oh, God. If I didn't believe God and my mother, I would be, I would be dead seven times, sir. Seven times. Seven. Seven times. You were that close. I should be, I should be yes, sir. I should be dead. The bullet passed my ears, my neck, uh, jumping from 37,200 feet. Uh, you see it in the book. I just, I'm going to have people know I'm not afraid to die. I believe God. I know I'm going to yeah, good place when I die. Chengiz, I have to read this paragraph from the book. Uh, yes, fantastic sir. book, as a matter of fact. His incredible Thank career you, has sir. taken him to Haiti, Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, the Philippines, Senegal, Egypt, and Spain. He has free-fallen from 37,200 feet, jumping out of a plane with a replica nuclear weapon strapped to his chest, parachuted 20,000 feet in full combat gear with a broken leg. His story of courage and perseverance, but not just on the battlefield where his accomplishments are legendary. He is also an example of great courage and perseverance in life. He is truly proof of the American dream, immigrant to patriot to hero. What a wonderful story this is. Full battle rattle. Thank you, sir. One thing I'd like to to, uh, tell you, please. I'm not hero. I'm not hero. I just want to let people know what I've done. That's it. I think it's a magnificent I don't consider myself a hero. I'm, I'm not. I'm an ordinary person. I love people, regardless what they come from, what race they have. It doesn't matter to me. We all have a, if you cut uh, my skin, red blood comes out. <laughs> Just like mine. Uh, we're, exactly, we're in the same boat. Sir. Exactly, It is a sir, wonderful, exactly. wonderful honor to have you on Changiz Lahiji, Thank ladies you, and gentlemen. Sir. Full Rattle Battle is the name of the book. I, uh, I, again, want to thank you for your time. What an inspiration you are to everybody. But, again, I don't care what anyone says. If, if you, if, you uh, if you want to believe that God is, is the reason you're still alive after seven uh, situations you've been in, your belief in God has kept you alive, I think that I'm very, very happy for you. Thank you, sir. For God bless you. Appreciate it. Well, have a magnificent day. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, should I stand uh, by? Full. Well, we're only on for about 60 more seconds, and then i got to go home. 
an answer yes, to my sir. wife. What do you think of that? Please do that. Have a lunch. It's smart to your wife. Tell her, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Yes, dear, actually. I will get that. I will say Mr. Lahiji <laughs> said that I had to do it. Thank you Thank for your you, time sir. today, sir. My Bye. pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. <clears throat> Full Rattle Battle is the name of the book. At the bottom it said Full Battle Rattle, but it's actually Full Rattle Battle. I wanted to get that straightened away. My story is the longest-serving Special Forces A-Team soldier in American history by Changiz Lahiji and Ralph Petzulo. Uh, unbelievable. Master Sergeant Changiz Lahiji served in the Special Forces A-Teams longer than anyone in history. I love how he pointed out and said, well, there are other people who are in 30 years, but uh, they sat around in the office. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, ten years of combat is, or ten combat um, deployments is, yeah. I want to see you that. Have to become. You'd have to get pretty close to dying at least once because you know, so. not a lot of people survive even you know two or three combat deployments. Yeah. No question. The, uh, I want to see the movie. This is coming down. To you want to see him make a movie out of it? Oh, yeah. That oh, would be yeah. Amazing, what a great American story. It is a great story, and he just had a dream. He had faith in God. He had faith in his mother and father. Uh, I just think it's wonderful. How could you not be happy for him? I did see that Ronald Reagan Jr. is now on TV talking about joining the, I don't know, it's, it's an atheist organization. And, and again, if that makes him happy, I'm happy for him. If you being an atheist makes you happy, I'm happy for you. You know? It, it, it doesn't matter to me what the situation is. If it makes you happy and you're not harming people, good for you. That's a wonderful thing. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.